Hey everyone, great episode today. We discussed the Bitcoin rally yesterday as we get closer and closer to a seemingly imminent Bitcoin ETF approval and Nick shared some price predictions on where it could go from here. We also talked about the Ethereum NFT ecosystem and some of the problems that have been unfolding recently given the blur farming situation and how that could shake out. We also talked about Bitcoin Ordinal's recent rally and Bitcoin Puppet's reaching a new all-time high and quote-unquote taking over Twitter. And at the very end, we had some fun with Easy as he shared some losses that he's had with a recent NFT buy. Enjoy the show. Uh, and we're live. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Nifty Show number 645. We got a big show ahead of us. We're discussing the Bitcoin super pump, giga pump. Some are calling it the omega pump. We're going to dive into that and where it could go from here in addition to uh, how it could correlate to potential uh, stocks pumping in the S&P. Uh, we're also going to discuss the Ordinal's price action, especially Bitcoin puppets, as they were taking over Twitter yesterday. And we're going to break down some panic unfolding on the ETH NFT side, which is getting interesting. It's getting juicy. Uh, Nick, how's it going? I love your headline today. Uh, the the big long is your name on the show today for anyone listening. I I saw you I tweet write that. Did you just switch that? Well, it wasn't me. Someone switched it. I just saw you tweeting about it. Uh, you want to elaborate on what you mean by being, you want to be called the big long on Twitter. I was reading a book on trading and I was feeling quite motivated around uh, uh, sort of um, j just like, I feel like there's this... I'm feeling this energy where I'm like, I need to borrow money in order to just buy more crypto, which is a little ridiculous. But I think of like the big short was basically about taking just a strong position where they were going like for a moment. I think that it like the market continued being irrational for a period of time. And the fund managers that were taking a short position, the people that were taking the time to read all of the uh, agreements on CDOs and other things like that ended up inevitably winning out in the long term. But there was a process in which they needed to like hold against, um, you know, volatility, movement against their position, all sorts of other things. And it's like, this is the most obvious trade ever, which is actually kind of concerning. I will be honest, like it, it, it's not supposed to be that obvious, right? Um, like, are we all crazy or, uh, or like what's going on? Everyone's like thrown out price targets. Like Bitcoin is going to 250 by the end of next year. And it's like, okay, that's a 500% gain. If we universally like believe that, that Bitcoin is going to even $150,000, you're going to outperform the stock market over the next four years. So well, we just did years. it on Solana. Why can't Bitcoin? No, I agree. I, and I actually think Solana is going to like, th that's where I'm like, we're looking for 10x with those sorts of things. But it's just like, you don't get those opportunities like that just does not come along. Just, I mean, you do get those opportunities periodically, but uh, it's just like the overall market will like make you think, well, this doesn't make sense. So I was kind of just making a joke about the fact like, we're not really that isolated and taking this position of being like crypto is going to go up, but it does feel ridiculous that it's like, you know, if you have the opportunity to make 500% or something like that, or even 300%, why wouldn't you take all of the money that you can just to put it into that? That's the thing that I'm just like, well, why? And, and not do literally anything else. Your next job, wait, <laughs> like it's literally the best part of that film, though, is him waiting for his conviction to play out. I would love to see Nick take that part where he goes crazy and just starts playing the drums extremely aggressively because the trade isn't going in the right direction. And then until it does. And I love that scene, Nick, because you're totally right. When he just goes and writes on the board that the fund is up like 550% or something like that, because I, I was actually feeling exactly the same as you. And I was like logging into um, my uh, like stocks and shares accounts thinking, which of these shares do I want to dump? 
which of these funds do I want to dump and just get out and liquidate and go more into crypto? I've been having exactly the same feeling. Um, this uh, commenter says a 5X on Bitcoin is bigger than Apple. But Bitcoin is not a company. Like that's like the, what you're what you're aiming for is the market cap of gold. That's what you're comparing it to. So look at what the global market cap uh, of gold is. Um, I think it's about fourteen. Was it fourteen trillion? Trillion. Yeah, yeah thirteen point seven trillion is what Google says. So you're looking at thirteen point seven trillion. How big? Oh my God, that's bigger than the market cap of Apple. Yeah, like the market cap of real estate is trillions of dollars as well. So, and that's not a stock. You're you're looking at like you're you're viewing uh you're comparing it to an individual company versus a market. Bitcoin is the market. That's it's one of the the weird the weird thing about uh Bitcoin is that it is the global market of Bitcoin. <laughs> like it's not there's not like uh there's not like different companies that are offering their all. Well, there are different tokens, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah. Anyways, zinger. Yeah, take uh, it off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get the next one. Uh, I I felt the same way, Nick, when I when I smoked the devil's lettuce like a month and a half ago. I was literally like, dog. The global crypto market cap of all cryptocurrency is one point seven trillion dollars, which means that for all tokens, including Bitcoin, the entire market could go up nearly 10x and still become comparable for the entire market with gold, which to me is like, okay, that feels like a semi-reasonable bet. Do you think most people growing up are interested in holding gold bricks, like kids like that grew up with iPhones? Are they, they going to be more interested in holding Bitcoin? I'm going to go with the latter. And I actually don't think that they're going to be interested in holding Bitcoin necessarily. They're going to be interested in holding some stupid meme coin or some other shit that they end up buying. And then they're going to get wrecked. But <laughs> the, uh, it's still fun, you know? I've been on a uh, recent journey to get my sister to buy Salon, who's who's 20. And she's like about to start just plowing money into it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for her. I've been telling her, yo, hey, under 100 bucks. Exit liquidity. Whoa. Hey, that's my sister you're talking about, buddy. Quite down. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just gonna dump my bags on retail, dude. It's totally fun. Uh, quick shout out to Cuddy who says, "When Nick starts talking like this, it's impossible to not be bullish." I agree. Uh, and speaking of shout outs, I want to give a shout out to today's Bodago of the day, Waltz, who has changed their Bodago PF or has changed their PFP to a Bodago uh, as of this morning. A uh, shout out to you, Walls. Uh, you're he's a content creator, airdrop farming. And also airdrop farmer, and also does uh, Web three marketing. Go give him a shout out. Go uh, welcome him in at Davis Walls one on Twitter. Um, real quick, if you guys could do me a favor, if you guys are listening uh, and you could do me a favor of bookmarking and commenting on the space, it'll help us get across to more people. Um, before we get started, uh, this is a complete side uh, and kind of irrelevant, but Nick. As a technologist, as a guy that's on the cutting edge of everything emerging tech, are you getting these Apple Vision Pros when they come out in February? Well, I'm not feeling any FOMO about it right now. Uh, but if I start feeling FOMO, you never know. Um, but they're quite expensive. It's like $3,500. What the? I mean, I, I just upgraded my iPhone because I wanted a... This is so stupid. I wanted a different roadcaster, the, thing that, the tool that we use for... Uh, running audio on this show. There's a more compact one called the Duo, and I wanted to use it. It's it's similar to what the new Rodecaster Pro 2 is. And I had the reason we didn't have that was because uh, it didn't work with the previous iPhone. The they didn't have like a uh, auxiliary input thing that you could use for iPhones, which the Rodecaster one one does. Anyways, short version of this is. I wanted a smaller thing on my desk. And in order to make that work, I had to upgrade my iPhone. Dude, the iPhone Pro Max, which I ended up getting because it was uh, larger and the battery lasts longer, it's like $1,700 like at, with tax and stuff after I put, which is a literal laptop. And yeah. I'm like, this is, I mean, obviously I got the, the, like, the best phone that they have. So I guess you could be like, well, there were other options, Nick. Um, 
But I just bought a basic 15. Works great. But don't you want to like the thing for the iPhone Pro, you could actually shoot video on it for like if you were doing like street stuff or anything else like that. That was what we did when we went down to Miami. We shot the whole thing just with iPhone and uh, lavalier mics. Bahamas? Uh, in the Bahamas, we did the same thing. Oh, yeah, in Miami. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, right. so we shot everything on iPhone. We used the iPhone. We brought bought two for the company, the iPhone Pro Max. I think we're missing one of them or something. I don't know. We got to find one of the phones. Is, I don't know where it is. But uh, those uh, the video quality is, is incredible um, on them. And you, you can, if you're look, really looking for an on-the-go sort of setup, using the iPhone Pro is the way to go. I mean, you saw Bit, BitBoy down in D.C., it looked like he was in like a third world country with the video quality that he was streaming. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Like they, he's in DC. It's not like he's in some like remote territory or like region. He's, he's not like hunting down the Taliban in, uh, in Afghanistan or something like this in, in a mountainous region with no AT&T cellular. I don't know what the hell was going on there. The one thing uh, I would get about the pro though, Sorry, just to say, I remember when they did the trailer for it, the most interesting uh, part I thought was when you're wearing, like if you can wear them on a plane and then you're really like immersed in the film that you're watching. For me, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could I could add that to my travel kit just for yeah, that reason. That's fun until you watch like Final Destination or something and like you just start <laughs> I'm not watching Final out, Destination you know? like, when I'm on a plane. What happens? <laughs> the, the problem with, with flight travel is not that I'm not fully immersed. It's that the headphones need to be the, are, are the, are the key thing. So you need over-the-ear headphones, and that's not what's included with this. You could use AirPods with it, but it's still not the same as over-the-head noise-canceling headphones. That's hands down the best thing that you want to be flying with is uh, like the Sony WH-X. What, dude, they're... Their naming convention is ridiculous, but the bottom line is you want those noise canceling over the ear headphones to be flying. I think that's way more important than uh, than having your line of sight being cut off. There you go. See, I'm already I'm already there. I'm already there. So I'm already an Apple girl. All I, but you know what? I'm I'm actually going to get them because I think as a first version product, um, I think they're going to be the most like, like once other people have them, you're going to want to have them. And I'm not buying anything from Meta. So they're really like, it's got to be the Apple products. And then, like you say, once you have the, the headphones, you're good to go. I realistically don't want to buy this thing until like two or three iterations after. And, and you can also buy 10 of them if you just buy Solana instead and then buy it two years from now. But what if we go into a nasty bear market in the next two years and Solana goes back to $8? <laughs> oh, that worked toast. The best move here is not to buy this and take your $3,500 and shove it into Solana. Like, what the hell is going on here, people? You could buy then 10 of these or five of these in like two years. Yeah, I know. There's but like, do, this is going to be that kind of that similar moment where everybody had the BlackBerry or switching to the iPhone. And then once you have that network effect of seeing other people have the product, you have FOMO and you want the product. The only reason you don't have FOMO is because nobody has the product at the moment. But once it hits, like once it comes out and you've got MK reviewing it and you've got all the influence on YouTube reviewing it, you're seeing people using it, you're going to have FOMO for the product for sure. I think it's worth it. I don't like, stand with MK anymore. I'm sorry. Why? He's no longer my friend. <laughs> because of the Solano award? He just disrespected award? the quality piece of uh, technology that's right here. Listen, listen. I stand strong with my Solana manlets over here, the Solana soldiers, and uh, his disrespect was not tolerated. I'm defending uh, MK, MK until the grave man. He managed to get me to watch a 30 minute video on solar panels. The guy can make content. That's that all I'm going to say. Video. That was a good video, right? That was a really good video. That video absolutely slapped. So I, I defend MK till, till the end, man. You can keep your saga, but easy. How much money have you made on the saga phone airdrop so far? Because you need to make more than $5,000 this year. 2200 2200 So I'm at four, a little over 40% and we are nine days in. Yeah. So Bunny is going to hit more than 5K. Just and we'll, we'll get more into that actually later on in the show. Uh, but let's get on with it. I didn't realize this, you guys were such technologists. Uh, and every time I bring up anything in that area. You, you guys, let the show go out, uh, off. Absolutely. Off the I, mean, I apologize. I apologize to everyone listening. Hey, this is uh, not the technology show. This is 
all about NFTs and crypto. And speaking of the report, nobody gives a shit about uh, NFTs today, though. Let's be honest; like it's just not. No one's interested in NFTs. Well, we'll, we'll see. But Sig, uh, whenever you're ready for the weather report. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It is Tuesday, January the 9th. That market volume is at 20 million. We got about a 30% decrease from yesterday. If you break those numbers down, Blur at 16, OpenSea at 3, Solana around 5. If we look at the market leaders, well, looking at the top movers on the ETH side of things, the leaders are down across the board. You, um, Well, sorry, the leaders are down across the board as volume has pretty much slowed down. Over on the ordinal side, you've got Node Monkeys. They're down around 15% to 0.2 BTC. Over on Seoul, Madlab are up 10% to 180 soul and tensorians are back above 100 so over the past 24 hours top big four stories well number one as we draw closer to what is easily going to be the imminent bitcoin etf approval bitcoin saw its omega candle that we were discussing yesterday as you're up almost eight percent at one point to forty seven thousand dollars before slightly pulling back meanwhile eth continues to lag it's only up about two percent in the last 24 hours with solana and avax they're both cooking nicely up about eight to nine percent if we look over the second story it's about solana meme coins they are back as dog with hat is back up to 70 percent in the last 24 hours to 135 million market cap although it is still 50% off its all-time highs. And Bonk is also up as well, about 25% to an 800 million market cap. And that is a 3x away from an all-time high. So we are back into meme coin season. Over on ETH, the blur wells are causing some price volatility as NFT stats reported that over 1,000 beans were just dumped into blur bids, the most since the Elementals launch. Beans are down about 20% to 0.44, with two wallets absorbing almost 700 beans. And popular blend farmer CBB, CBBZ FE, uh, who has more than 5 million in outstanding loans, has stopped lending completely on Bored Ape, saying he has removed loans on collections manipulated by those toxic farmers. Apes are down 8% to around 24 E. That is a price actually not seen since last September. And then lastly, the winner of the day is Bitcoin Puppets, as the collection is being nicknamed the Miladies of Bitcoin. It did a 2x to a new high of 0.03 BTC, which is over $1,500, as the collection was all over Twitter yesterday. Since then, the Puppets, they've pulled back and they're currently holding 0.025 BTC. That is all for the weather report. It is back to you folks in the studio. A great weather report signal. Thank you. Uh, Nick, real quick, do you own any dog with hat still? Uh, I would have to check my phantom wallet in order to figure that out. I'm, I, I can take a look. Uh, I think I do actually. Yeah. So I, I, I own a few hundred dollars of dog with hat at this point and I own, um, some bonk still. Uh, I sold the bonk that came with the saga phone to put it into Solana. Um, but I kept a little bit of dog with hat. I also picked up, like I tweeted the other day, the, uh, used car, which I think is probably down like 50% at this point, but I literally put in one soul, soul into it. I don't love uh, degenning into these at like with any sort of signif significant amount other than nuts on the table. That was a big move by me. That was a big move. I, I put my nuts on the table and on actually that? let them get chopped. What was that? Did you make money on that? No, I ended up losing $300, which is crazy because I went from $1,000 to $9,000 and then I felt guilty about selling it because I was in the discord with other bodagos being like, this thing's going to a hundred K like, like what, like, well, you were the, just bull posting it for hours, dude. Like you dude, can't sell into that. No, it just felt like unethical or immoral to like go just dump on everybody. So I ended up getting $700 out of it. Um, and I, and I lost 300, but it was fun. I feel like it, that was, that was the cost of me having a good evening, you know, it was a, was a $300 loss on that trade. Um, I've made money on, I got airdropped bonk and made thousands of dollars. Well, I don't know what it's worth now. I think it, it pulled back severely. Well, um, yeah. did you, you, you must have missed the weather report completely because a uh, dog with hat is up 70% in the last 24 hours. Yeah, 70% towards, you're, you're missing the point with meme coins. No, 70% is like uh, a drop in the bucket. It's like, okay. Let me know when my my trade is worth thousands of dollars. You pl you play in meme coins not to make a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I'm speaking for myself. You should, you should I apologize for the force. Thirty percent down tick. I'm on with Pepe, dude. <laughs> this bullshit. Doctor. I think I sold out half of my Pepe because I was just like, this is a, this is unreasonable, dude. What are you doing? Like you're you're taking good money and moving it, chasing it towards bad. I have like two thousand dollars Doge. I have a thousand dollars Pepe. I have, uh, and I have maybe, maybe a thousand dollars 
in Solana meme coins. So like that's like my total wild exposure at this point. And I bought a Moonbird the other day, as you saw, which uh, <laughs> that's a debatable decision. You, there was also someone that, uh, Nick, you're basically like their biggest fan right now. Uh, Moonbird, you're a Moonbird's community member because someone said, they tweeted yesterday, Nick motivated me to buy my 28th Moonbird this morning. <laughs> so I want to apologize to anyone that's following my moves other than the crypto price action. Well, is there some? Do we need to go on to the uh, the the newsletter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just wanted because, to come because I want I would love to walk yeah. around carrying the trophy over my technical analysis as of late, which has just been fucking dominating and literally calling play after play after play after play. Uh, that's where all of the action is at this point in time. Not not with NFT degening, to be completely honest, including the monk the the what what's the Bitcoin monk? That's a uh, no monks. Node monks have a uh, serious pullback there. So yeah. it's yeah. pullback. Uh, anyway, some stories from the Nifty Daily Digest. You can subscribe at the nifty.com. It's also posted to Twitter every morning. A uh, first story is Pixelmon shared details on their upcoming Pixel Pals game, which features a $120,000 prize pool and Pixelmon token farming. Uh, next story is Taproot Wizards has inscribed a 3232 3232 supply ordinals collection of cats. Uh, not much has reve been revealed on this, but that was on the ordinals uh, conversation yesterday as most people were surprised by it. Uh, next story, we have uh, the Soul Collection dot NFT minting today at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, that could be something to watch. It's a lot of raffles according to what Easy has told me. Uh, next story is Node Monks, like Nick was saying, have pulled back 15% uh, to sub point to BTC and were then flipped by Bitcoin frogs once again as the premier 10K collection on Ordinals. Uh, the next story is uh, Dower Darsals have announced a new CEO for the company. Holy uh, shit! And that they're. Uh, <laughs> can you let me focus? Dower Darsals has announced that they have a new CEO. Uh, stepping Wait a in. minute. And the Dower Darsals. Wait a minute. Artist is stepping Hold back. up. It's going to be just the I'm artist. I'm weeping. What did Bunny just say? I'm sweeping from like the nosebleeds. <laughs> Dude, 65 rows back. He's just like, oh, I'm sweeping. <laughs> hey, Dower Darsals. Hey, congratulations to the new CEO of Dower Darsals. Hey, they pumped a little bit. They pumped uh, 25% to 0.04 Ethereum. Uh, so some real big uh, price action on that. Uh, next story is Solana Mobile. Uh, dude, you guys just threw me off completely. Solana Mobile. Uh, you want me to finish this, dude? Fighting times ahead are coming for the cell phone. Meanwhile, these hey. things are continuing to sell at $2,000 pop on eBay. Nick? I'll finish this for you. SEC Chairman Garrett Gensler receives $23 million impressions on Crypto Investing Risk Guide. Uh, a lot of people speculating, those many people being me, speculating that this is strictly based on his expectation that the Bitcoin ETFs are about to be approved. And he wanted to write this just to cover his ass after being the world's biggest dick. Nick motivated someone to buy their 28th moon bird. Uh, Clemente already brought this up, but this is the final story in the newsletter. If you want to subscribe to that newsletter, check it out at thenifty.com. That's T-H-E, nifty.com. I really like that voice. Uh, but getting into the meat potatoes of the show, Nick, you wanted to talk all things price action. Uh, let's do it. Uh, we Dude. saw Bitcoin just ripping. I think it, it hit 47K, pulled back slightly, but we also I, saw AVAX, altcoins. I'll let you take it from here. What'd you make of what we saw yesterday? I just tweeted about this as well. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, I think, yep, this is it. I got it on the screen here. Um, this is the Bitcoin uh, daily. Uh, we had a uh, breakout within this... Um, within this wedge that I had leading us up to what's essentially the next resistance level. The technicals have been absolutely perfect, like across the board recently. Bull market activity will give you that, you know, like but when it's a bull market, we all feel like we're geniuses. That's an indicator. If you feel like you're getting wins one after the next, it's a good indicator that you're in a bull market, basically. 
And every bull market is going to have some sort of resistance, pullbacks, whatever, and that's the time to buy. We had that moment the other day with Solana, which literally ticked off of the wick that I had mentioned uh, on this show. We had a conversation about this. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling this up and expanding it for the screen right now. But I had a literal wick at 85.55, ticked it, bounced back up, and we've had a jump straight up to 100 right off of that. This was the expectation of what of of what I said on the show. When you get those huge sell-offs, those liquidation events in crypto, for whatever reason, and I don't think that this is universal across the board. That said, in stocks, the equivalent is called gap fills. Essentially, all gaps are filled, is what they say associated with it. The time frame, though, can some sometimes be irrational, where you get a. Uh, it, like an island pattern in stocks. Uh, stock charts are basically filled with a bunch of gaps because they have uh, there's there's uh, outside hours. Uh, what do you after hours trading? And so you see uh, pr open prices being gapped out from where it closed. Those gaps always close. That's the rule of the thumb in crypto. The th pattern that I've seen over again, uh, over and over again, is all wicks, uh, all liquidation wicks uh, get filled. So if you see a liquidation wick, which in this case was Solana down to 85.55, it got it over time it gets filled. So if you're looking at like if you're trading it, it it may bounce off short term, which is exactly what happened for uh for this liquidation wick. We saw it um actually bounce off of that liquidation wick and retest the level that that I had here, which was 107.56. And then it gets rejected and it goes back down to uh, resolve that that wick. This is as bullish of a situation as I, I can tell that this did the uh, consolidation that you were looking for. Like that was the opportunity. I don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get on Solana. The, the thing that would kill this is I think a ETF rejection. I'm personally not in the camp thinking that like, we get a serious drawdown. The sell the news situation. I'm not like is uh, is it, I'm not in that camp personally. But that's trying to predict the future. Instead, I'm just looking for opportunities to buy at this point. And this was one of the best opportunities when we saw Solana go down the other day. Like literally for moments, it just like tanked. Gave you that what previous meet the liquidation uh, tick. That was the opportunity to ape as much as humanly possible. You're up literally since that. Um, you're up seven, 17, almost 18%. Where, where are you getting those returns in the stock market? You're going to go buy it, but you're going to uh, go dude, buy 18 it. 18% isn't fun, though. Like, it's just not fun. Like, you got to add a couple zeros to that to really get the blood going. I'm just saying it's crazy loading up your Gemini or, or Coinbase or whatever tool you're using you're, and looking at your crypto portfolio. And seeing that you added thirty grand, uh, you know, over uh, in a, in a morning or something like that, because you, you've just been adding to, to, to that to that bag. Yeah, we're gonna say. Nick, like, no, I was gonna ask. Like last year, this was Ethereum. You were you were doing all your TA on um, Ethereum, and now it's Solana. Are you just doing it more on Solana because there's more volatility on Solana this year than it is on Ethereum. Are you actually trading these levels, or is it more you're just analyzing them? I'm just looking. Well, look, my it, it, it is bag bias, no doubt. Um, ETH is in this like uh, choppy range. That said, ETH is accumulating, like it is going up, like it hasn't. Uh, it's at a new a new range. These the levels that I have on here are all from earlier in the market. By the way, ignore this chart. It, it's I just don't clear out a lot of the levels That's that I'm so looking messy, at. So messy, dude. It, like, it, this this I, makes me I uncomfortable. Apologize. I apologize. This is like Clemente's cables. But yeah, dude, this is a dumpster fire. Everything under this, I'm like, you got lines at every single dollar. Okay, dude. <laughs> look, appreciate being attacked here, but <laughs> no problem. Happy to help. <laughs> but and it's not every every single dollar. These are large. Uh, if you zoom in, it's wider ranges. The thing that I'm looking at with ETH, I like it up to like 2,500 was the uh, was the like resistance level I had back before. We haven't come up against that yet, but ETH is still actually looking pretty strong in this level. So I would not be, um, a lot of people are like, oh, ETH hasn't moved. On this chart, on the daily, it actually has. I mean, it's it's gone up, out, it broke out of a range that we were looking at back in December, which is the 2200 range. The next level is 2500 that you're looking at from that. 
What's crazy is all of the gaps above with, with all these, like all the levels above, which I don't have drawn here because I was really covering the, the crash. Everything above has always been these fast moving, explosive movements in the, in the past, which makes it more difficult to generate like levels in, in that range. We can do them here. Um, but yeah, I was using ETH before. I'm using Solana at this point just because uh, the market is watching it. The technicals are looking good. It has this strong breakout. It is bag bias associated with it. But I look at Bitcoin. Excuse me, Bitcoin, Bitcoin as well is is the main thing we want to be looking at uh, at this point in time. We're back to Solana dominance as well, though. Like the sold ETH chart is still looking. I remember uh, the sold ETH chart is still looking crazy strong. Um, and and I, I frankly feel that this is going to continue uh, its run through this market. Um, I think Solana is the Ethereum of uh, the last cycle. Um, I, personally, I mean, that's the bet that I've made. There's no debt, like there's a chance that I could be wrong. There's all the people trying to push the like say narrative and all these other things. I think those still have cycles to evolve. Um, yeah, but it could be the same thing that you got to look at is like Sol last cycle went from $3 to 260 You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, yes, it may have cycles to evolve, but you can still find these tokens that literally launched in the bear. Like say launched, I want to say August or September, maybe even October. So it's really young as a token, which is like, even the Cosmos ecosystem in general is the one that has me the most excited right now because of what's been happening over there. And they're attacking the marketing plan beautifully with just a ton of airdrops for people who just stake their tokens on the network. Like it's a very low lift to get people excited and diving into the ecosystem. This is for say? Yeah. Well, Cosmos in general. Like, Celestia is a big one that's been getting the most. Say is the one that currently has, like, the community and NFT side. Easy. I was going to ask, on the say side, you've got unlocks coming in August. How mm -hmm. does that, have a, like, how, how are you thinking about that in terms of buying more of the token or, like, exiting the token? Like, when, like, how do you think if about exiting like when you know you've got unlocks 50? in August? Yeah. yeah, if we get like to $1.50 before then, I'll probably take a good chunk off the table because for me, that's a 3x knowing the unlock's coming. And like the VC investors that have these unlocks want the token price to be as high as possible going into unlock. We saw it with ApeCoin. You know what I mean? So it's like they're inherently designed to be pushing this token to get to a certain price point to create value for that unlock for their own bags. So for me, I'm like, I'd rather sell maybe June, July and then recheck after. And even if I miss some potential upside, I'm still happy about capitalizing on like a 3x. Sorry. So your ApeCoin thesis, was it VCs dumping or was it the fact that we there was this ApeCoin staking thing where all of the, the mutant and ape holders were just dumping? Yeah, well, it's a similar thing. You get 19% APY on Celestia right now. Like, um, there's great APRs and APYs on these tokens in Cosmos to try to incentivize people to be staking. So like for me, that's why I'm like, it does kind of line up in a very similar breath as what we've seen with some of these others where the unlocks are the big thing in question, especially for something that's so young as far as the token and ecosystem goes. But the development style of Cosmos in general is what's most interesting to me for longevity. Like that's what I'm looking at. And I'm like, these modular blockchains where it's more plug and play and really focused on open source code just makes the most sense to me as far as like the ability to scale that. I'm I'm curious how we compare the market cap of of these two things, like of say right now to where Solana was at that point in time, what the market cap is now versus then. Do you think this is another dollar to a hundred dollars? Like it, it, you just said, basically Solana went from a dollar to two hundred fifty dollars. Why would you sell say at a dollar fifty? It's a pretty big unlock that's coming, so I think that you're going to end up getting some decent sell pressure on it. Versus Solana, which did not have as heavy of unlocks, which is like my big thing here. It's still like, I'm not going to completely exit the bag, but I'd rather have some capital that I can just let the rest of the bag ride for free and just capitalize on airdrops until I start to see like what the shakeout is. That's where I'm kind of watching it. Uh, and I could trade it poorly hundred percent. Like you have some people saying they only want to see a dollar on say, but that feels inevitable seeing that we saw 85 cents when the market literally sold off. Like say and Celestia were the two tokens that showed so much strength when we saw Soul go down sub 90, like they were both green on the day. While, while we're on the topic of say, uh, easy, what'd you make of the recent uh, NFT action on that? We saw Weave is now up to a thousand dollars. What do we need to know about some of these NFTs on say right now? 
Yeah, so the big three right there are Saiyans, Colony, and Wee Bump. Uh, Wee Bump got a ton of action for some reason. People just decided to drive some action on it. But the thing is, like, with Say Interest right now, these three collections are the ones that get you basically every allow list. Like, they're like the three core communities of Say. So if Say does continue to have excitement on the NFT front, then I think you're going to just continue to see these collections rally, much like we've seen other collections and other ecosystems get a lot of legs on the back of just more money that can be made by owning one of these. Say to me feels like the VV of uh, of last uh, Boron, where there were all these people talking about uh, v- uh, the VV NFT. Major difference, though, you can sell your say, you could never get the money off VV. No, I know, I know. That's <laughs> that was, was the crazy. issue. You were just stuck. All the, I'm saying all the those VV people are transitioning over here because they're like, wait, so you're telling me I still can't get this? Like years after everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going you're gonna to be able to pull those gems out and sell them into the market. And it's like, well, cool. When is that coming? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, at the moment, though, Easy, I don't know if you agree with this, but like on the say side of things, it feels it feels all right to be in nfts right now on the other chains i don't really want to be in the nfts i'd rather be in the tokens i don't know if it feels the same over and say but it feels i i don't know like like we're in this weird period right where it feels like you're going to get more more of a return holding a token than you are in the nft action except for ordinals because obviously at the moment all the attention is over on bitcoin but for all the other chains it just it just i don't know it just doesn't feel good at the moment sentiment just seems to be more focused on airdrop farming than it is on actually holding the nfts just doesn't feel good to hold nfts right now i, I don't know if you agree. see that on like I, yeah i don't know if you see that on your side but like well, there's on not even like there's new- a couple injective nfts but like injective had like a small nft rally it seems say is the cosmos nft ecosystem like that's the one that's getting a ton of interest celestia like i couldn't tell you if there's even an nft ecosystem like people are just staking celestia for all the countless airdrops that they're getting through things like milky way and some of these other protocols that have openly been like just stake your celestia with us and we'll just give you money like that's like such a no-brainer and then you have a fat APY on the token if you stake it to a validator. So like, there's just all these ways to let your money work for you. Speaking yeah. of airdrop farming, uh, I want to touch on what's going on over on the Ethereum NFT front. It's kind of a disaster with what we're seeing right now. It's, it's a blur battle amongst whales. It's madness out there, folks. This morning, we saw 1,100 beans just dumped into blur bids. It took a 20% price dive down to 0.4 ETH. Uh, this more or yesterday we had one of the biggest uh, blur farmers CBB say that he's done uh, lending on collections that are toxic and manipulated or manipulated by toxic farmers. One of those being Board Ape Yacht Club. They're yeah. down seven percent last seven days. Uh, Nick, what do you it have? Wasn't to just, it wasn't just toxic farmers. He was talking about market toxic market makers. Basically, is the situation we ran into that also. We and that exists on Solana, by the way. Um, it, it doesn't just exist on ETH. We've run into that with our own collections. I don't want to say anything more than that, but basically there's people that end up coming in and trying to farm. Like, I think there's tensor points that people are, are aiming for right now. And so I remember screenshotting someone who was buying our NFTs and, and just undercutting their own buy immediately. And I was like, what is, what is going on here? And they're essentially a market maker that's trying to just uh, essentially farm these points. And so that's the situation that you run into with, with, uh, with this, this market. It's, it is interesting that you can dump 1,100 beans like that. That's crazy. Like That's incredible that, that, that there's still liquidity at that level in the collectible. That doesn't exist in like... I don't think you can do that with like Pokemon cards. You can't just like dump 1100 of them into the market and be like boom done um so but yeah it, you it feel like with solana it's less of a farming game because there's those baked in royalties versus uh, on eth you don't have royalties or you have like half a percent um yeah the no the no royalty thing is a uh, part of that as well so i regardless it's still i i don't know that there's any uh uh, like the royalty thing definitely has an impact. Um, and enforced royalties definitely has an impact. In fact, uh, but there's still market makers that are still operating on Solana primarily because there's low transaction fees. 
the ETH, I think, is what, the the gas fee is what offsets it on uh, on Ethereum. I don't know what percentage of every transaction is gas. Gas. I mean, with eleven hundred dumped to bids, though, I'm sure it's. How, what was the gas fee on that transaction? I, I don't know, but uh, gas is actually pretty low right now. I think there is a low amount of activity on ETH NFT. Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say it is a clear indicator that we're in a bull market. By the way, we're getting comments from people being like. It's amazing how you guys are totally ignoring some random token. Like someone was like Jesus coin. You guys have been, I can't believe you guys are missing this thing. This is such a huge opportunity. Some other guy talking about Omniflix. Can't believe you're removing this. What the hell are you talking about? What, 100%. What when, you get the, when you get the Twitter DMs about XYZ project that has done whatever they're doing right now that you're not aware of, this is the moment where you're like, okay, yeah, we are we are so back. If you're telling me about a project from last year that has done nothing and then all of a sudden they've come back, I 100% agree. But this is all good signs. This is just the sign for me to go and liquidate my boring boomer stocks, which I've been holding since like 2020. I need to get rid of those and then just put them into my long-term conviction. In fact, I'm going to do that after the show. Oh, during the show. I'm just going to sell everything right now. This eBay. is the best comment I've ever seen. Though. I'm sorry. Can't believe you guys are missing 1% high savings account action at Chase Bank. Uh, yeah, spot on. Spot on. That 1% you yield. Get, you can get 4% with Amex checking, uh, by the way, which side note, is literally one of the worst checking account systems ever. You can't send ACH payments to people. You can only do wires. It's it's a like the account is not good, uh, but you can definitely get some yield on it. Anyways, I, well, the only other thing I want to talk about on the ETH NFT front is I think right now the the blur farming on Ethereum NFTs is showing false confidence, false volume. Yet, yeah, like in the last twenty four hours, we've recorded twenty million dollars in uh, NFT volume on ETH, which is down about 25% in the last, uh, compared to the day before, but, uh, open volume was only, was less than $3 million yesterday. The last time it's been that low was September when we were recording less than $7 million in ETH in daily volume. So to me, that screams like, holy shit. I think open is a pretty good indicator of organic demand on nfts and that's only at three million bucks OpenSea is looking like nifty gateway right now is where it's headed basically uh it, I, i'm curious to see you know the punks still can continue to have a solid floor the multiple on punks to ape uh just continues to increase against uh bunny's uh desire um my mutant that i'm holding on to is down to eleven thousand dollars which is just like kind of offensive that that we're at this level and i'm actually wondering you know i said keep doing the ape trade until it stops working it stopped working a while ago um well you just saw that guy pull his bids we saw apes get as low as 23 last night until a new farmer came in and started putting more bids up like that's not a good sign to watch the floor literally fall out because one farmer pulls his bids we went from 20, like a four ETH swing is eight grand you know a little more maybe even 10 at this point like I wonder, so there were CryptoPunks on Blur, right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting just seeing market behavior associated with it, I, but I also think it's part of the community. CryptoPunks are just more diamond-handed. Like, I mean, yeah, you also have some people who have owned punks literally for like 200 bucks. Yeah. Like that's a thing. Like, so many of those people are just like, why would I ever sell this? My cost basis is so low that, like, there's... I don't need the money. Why would I do this? Where you have people who bought apes for $400,000. Well, and they can take loans against it and have tax-free gains. Yeah. Which, which is a pretty solid place to be uh, that you can take and then just do whatever you want with that money. You know, I sorry, just on your point, guys, about, uh, sorry, Clemente, about your point about OpenSea. I actually think Nifty Gateway is doing a better job because Nifty Gateway is still managing to attract the artists um, like you saw Sam Spratt do his drop last year on there, which was one of the biggest drops of this year. So they still they like they still have that 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 gravitas and that credit within the community that if there is a significant drop, artists will partner with them to do it. But I don't see that happening on OpenSea. And it does I I don't know, like I I think it's quite concerning when you're seeing three million. Like, where does that number go from here if the market is trending up? 
uh, but their numbers seem to be going down. I, it's it's not a complete out for lunch take that they might not be around at the end of the year or next year, perhaps. I don't know. Obviously, they've got considerable runway, but I don't I don't really see them having um, a strong USB going into this bull as to why you would say, hey, go trade on there. I, I, I do like to browse on there, but I don't trade on there anymore. Even browsing signal, it it's... I'm, I was on the website and it's so slow. Like sometimes it'll just shut down. You'll search for a collection. It's like, oh, this is just not working. We're just not yeah. going to work today. Like, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> are you kidding me? And they are killing it on Twitter that whoever is running the social media on OpenSea is actually doing a pretty good job, but the platform overall is a disaster. Uh, speaking of marketplaces, Bunny, I saw you tweeting yesterday about the Magic Eden and Board Ape Yacht Club ETH marketplace. What do you think is coming up next for you? Because that basically, as a board ape holder, is that the next kind of milestone that you're looking forward to? And do you feel like anything positive will come out of that? I think the biggest one would be if they make an announcement around like the IRL clubhouse. Um, I think that could actually get people excited. Well, that's the that's one of the reasons. Like, uh, if you look at like the fly fish floor price. It has gone down some. I took a set, two years in a row now. I've I've tax loss harvest, harvested my fly fish position. Uh, it just I just keep losing money on it. Um, it it's still like one point three ETH or something like that. I think for uh, fly fish. Oh, it looks like uh, actually almost two ETH. So you have this is for a local sushi restaurant in New York. That's that's what you're paying for access to. It feels like Mutant Ape Yacht Club should be, at least be able to sustain 2x that, which is essentially where it's at at this point in time. I bought, I, I'm actually, I looked back just now at where I bought my Mutant at. It's, I, I'm flat on it. Like, I haven't made anything off of this Mutant. I've just held on to it. But to me, that's like, dude, Mutant, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club airdropped me a million dollars plus. So, uh, I can hold on to one NFT. So uh, PL last night was asking me, he's like, why are you going to hold on to your mutant? And it's like, dude, just hold on. Like I, I, it's, it's free. Like I got it for free. Like that, that's essentially what happened. And it feels disrespectful for me not to like, hold on to like the, the some sort of I, I early identity associated with this thing, these things that I purchased that had great returns. I will say it doesn't look as good as the, uh, board ape, but, uh, you know that's that that that's less important. Um, it, it why are you holding on to your? Sorry, I was like, why are you holding on to that fly fish thing? Because there's no way that restaurant can only have people who have the NFT going to it. Like, no way at this point. Maybe like two years ago, but at this point, it just feels like they're going to need more customers because so far they've only got you. So I was <laughs> asking questions about this. Gary Vaynerchuk sent an email introducing me to uh, the guy who runs Flyfish. And I, I hop on a call because I was like, yo, I want to come over to Flyfish to, to just sort of document what's going on with the restaurant so we can, uh, we can post some coverage on the videos. Like, now's not a good time. We're finishing. We're, we're about to launch this other restaurant. Flyfish is dropping in like Q1 or something like that, basically. And, uh, and he's like, let's, let's resync back at the beginning of the year. Part of me felt like a dick. Like I was like, because I'm like, am I being a jerk for like giving this guy, asking this guy so many questions? And then simultaneously, I'm like, yo, how am I not able to like see photos and videos of like what's going on in the progress that's being made? Isn't that the exact purpose of having the fucking NFT? I don't understand. Am I, was it really, I'm buying this, this fucking access to a restaurant for $10,000 and then I got to sit on the thing and I get nothing. I get you literally nothing. $10,000? I think that's how much it was when this thing was purchased. was like literally $10,000. Holy shit. Okay. So now I've spent $20,000 on these Gary fucking NFTs and I'm down to $2,000. Mate, I'm sorry, but you've been so rugged on this. So, so the thing was, I always thought that they had chosen a restaurant location already and they had already were like at least six months into things because they have the chef. If you think you have the chef, you at least have the restaurant. And then, you know, it's New York and this is already a business that they've been in. Yeah, what happened? Have, have people at a dinner 
how is this not, this is the easiest thing. You raised so, like $20 million or something for a fucking restaurant. Like what the hell is going on? Honestly, so I, got, I got pissed off and I felt bad. I posted a tweet. I was like, remember these things? Gary was like, yo, it's still going on, man. Let me introduce you to the, to the founder. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off again. I will say it is crazy how emotional one gets. And this is the tough part of the NFT side. When you're down bad on an NFT that you purchased where there was no promise really made by the founder that they were going to fulfill that. But that said, I've never had a project that we've run that was up to like $20,000 or $10,000 that uh, I will say some people have bought like the one of one um, uh, Bodagos. But like even then, it, like that's at like the top, top, top. I don't know what it's like when someone's calling me, telling me, yo, I'm down $20,000. It's got to suck. That's what Kevin Rose was talking about with the whole Moonbirds situation. Like he didn't tell people to go buy this thing. It's 60,000 and flip it for 80 like that. <laughs> yeah. But he was also saying, giving promises like, Hey, in the next three months, we're going to be delivering X, Y, and Z real utility. We're going to be doing things that you haven't seen. So when you, when you that play that, and it, it, it's, it's hard not to, when you're saying that a 40 ETH or whatever the, the floor price was at its peak, it's, it's hard to then deal with the downside of it. And, and then you just straight up don't deliver. But you also just want the thing that was promised to you delivered. Like, this is why I just, in the end, got my refund on my ledger stacks. Because I was like, this was meant to come out a year ago. There was all this hype around it. And then now it's been over a year and the product's not delivered. So at this point, you're like, there's, like, there's no new ledger. There's no Apple amazing product where I can easily don't have to be doing the buttons anymore. It's just going to be like touch interface. It wasn't delivered. So hence you get the refund. It feels at this point a little bit like there should be a refund on your fly fish at this point because it's been two years. I mean, it's, it's been a while. I don't know if it's been two years or a year and a half. The original, so here I can track uh, this uh, activity on the, on the particular token and I'll tell you what I purchased it for. The the origin of this was uh, I bought it for four ETH January 2022. So yeah, we're out we're at four years, literally four years, which was twelve thousand seven hundred eighty five. So uh, that's where I originally purchased the fly fish was uh, almost thirteen thousand dollars. The wheat offers right now are three thousand, so I'm only down ten grand on that one. I thought I was more like tw uh, twenty grand. I'm down $10,000 on this. So, and I have no idea what's going on. And I think the answer would be like, oh, well, you're not in the Discord. I'm tired of being in every fucking Discord. Just send me an email. Let me know what's going on. I gave you $13,000. And you know who sends emails? The nifty.com. Go subscribe. Exactly. Uh, Connect your Bodagos to the site. Actually, you're going to want to do that soon because we got some uh, partnership stuff that we're dropping uh, where you're going to get uh, free things. We keep doing this, by the way, where just once in a while you get, hundred bucks, couple hundred bucks just sent to your freaking wallet. Like it's not a dividend. I want to be clear about that. There's no expectation of that happening. And I have no idea the next time that this will ever happen. But I'm just saying right now, if you do have a Bodog and you haven't connected, go do it at the nifty.com slash settings. Slash settings. Uh, you can also go check out the points part, the PPP. Uh, that, that's always going to be ex some exciting. What, what is it called? <laughs> the Pooch Price Plaza. <laughs> Pooch Price Plaza, P Pooch Prize Plaza, or I don't even—we don't even know what the name of the thing is. It's not a raffle. That's all that we do know. It is definitively it? not a raffle. Yes, the not a raffle parlor, <laughs> NFP, and uh, NFP. The PPP. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I do. We need to talk about what's going on in Ordinals because it is very interesting. To all of a sudden. We, we saw Bitcoin puppets, Nick, these things hit $1,500 yesterday. And what I'm seeing on Twitter from someone on the outside looking in, I don't own any of these, is that it feels like everyone that was on ETH that had a, has a high following basically is now pumping. We're seeing the same narrative just play out on ordinals where you get the same group of people pumping the same thing. And it happened with, with Bitcoin puppets. They had over 100 pending transactions yesterday. Uh, which is wild to see play out. But easy over on your end, what are you seeing? Uh, and, and I'm curious what your takes are on the overall Ordinals ecosystem right now. None of it makes any sense to me, Clemente. Not a single, single part of it makes any sense. Um, yeah, I wish I had an answer for you. These Bitcoin puppets got shilled to high hell. Saw them go as high as, what, 0.037 from a $60 mint price. 
So not too shabby. Not too shabby. You really can't shake your head at that. Uh, that's some free cash. Sixty dollars, like twelve hundred, sixteen hundred bucks. That's that's pretty substantial at this point. On top of that, though, obviously Node Monkeys flipped Bitcoin Frogs at one point. Have since retraced. Bitcoin Frogs are still sitting at point two. I'm curious what's next. Trevor Owens Ninjas will be really, really interesting here, but it does seem like a lot of the interest, like the Pepe's minted, that was a public mint where people could just inscribe them. Uh, first 10,000 that minted them were able to get into the collection. There were duplicates, true quote, fair release. Some of it, man. Yeah, it sounds like a boomer now. It, I don't fully get, I don't fully get the ordinal thing personally. Like I get that they're artifacts on Bitcoin, but the friction is the most difficult part. Like, dude, it takes a long time. Hours. It takes hours to settle these transactions. I saw that happening with uh, the queue around the the monkeys or wh whichever one is going on. There were 250 in the queue for two and a half hours. Basically, it, it's it's so much. It's high friction. I, I appreciate like friction. You could argue is a feature, but I like it more of a feature with things that are like I like the the monk the the monkeys or whatever however you say monks. Uh, the, the, uh, I like those, but you need more diamond handedness, uh, associated with, with these. I think it is really interesting though. And I think we'll see more of it. I mean, Ornal Maxi, how, OMB, how is, is that floor staying strong? It's it was point four five. Yeah. Point yeah, four two. two. So that's, it's doing great. That I mean, one's they, doing they really well. So that one has like a pretty loyal community there. And I think it, we're just seeing a little bit of a flush out on the lower end where when you see these huge pumps, there's a lot of people that panic, especially as uh, Bitcoin prices are pumping. And it's hard to hold on to NFTs into a massive expected crypto price pump cycle. You want to be in crypto. Like, I don't know. It just feels like that's where you want to be during this with the majority of your portfolio. Unfortunately, I have still such a huge percentage of it in NFTs, which is crazy. Because he keeps like, buying them, man. You just bought a Moonbird the other day. That was fucking stupid. But uh, okay, I, I I may regret that a little, uh, like in a in a couple of weeks. I mean, I actually regretted it right after. But um, I, I don't buy it that often. Like, it's not like I'm always shopping for NFTs. It was just you gotta you gotta keep the wallet active. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta keep a little activity. I bought the uh, I got uh, what's the art? The Opepin uh, Jack Butcher. I got Great. something from there. And so that's it. And I'm just holding it. I let it, I, I didn't sell into the pump, unfortunately. But I'm Jack, holding his Oviators. That's the thing I'm holding right now. And his trademark. I still have the trademark, the rare one. I think I'm still up on that barely. But then I bought the Oviators, which was on Zora, because I actually want the glasses. Mm -hmm. But then I forgot you also just get an art piece. And that supply is like sub 2K, sub 3K, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. To be honest, though, dude, I haven't bought an NFT in a while. Uh, I lost 30 soul on my first big swing trade. On, on a Solana trade, buying copiums, which, I mean, Clemente, you want to show the, the picture of these copiums real quick? I think they're high-class, high-quality art. So, Nick, if you're in the market for 30 copiums uh, at about 2x the floor price right now, I got you. I got you. Sorry, what are these on? These are ordinals? Solana, 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 Solana. 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 Dude, I don't know if I was able to sell my stupid uh, airdrop thing, dude. I missed the pump. It pumped a little bit. Yeah, these, uh, these. Um. I own 30 of these. What the fuck is it? <laughs> How I much own... do you buy it for? Uh, anywhere from, I think my average buy is about 300 United States dollars per copium. Uh, it turns out I sold my, uh, I sold my airdrop for over two souls. So that's good. Um, so easy. What, what I did find interesting, we were, we were just talking about that is the ordinals price action while Bitcoin is pumping. It doesn't have that same level. Of Why is Signal crying? What? <laughs> no, because Easy, Easy rarely swings that hard, and it's just the art is so horrible on those copiums. It's just like, why, man? Because so it bad. was it was a Goblin Town collection that had a token, and I had heard it had a token before, <laughs> so I just kept buying them. It was one of those situations where I was just like, dude, I'm just gonna keep buying. Like I'm just gonna keep fucking buying. This is and, OG uh, easy. This is this, this, this is OG. Well, now easy. I'm just scarred, dude, because I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, fuck, dude, that was thirty Solana. Like that's thirty soul. That feels fucking <laughs> awful. I feel money, terrible. Man. 
I feel terrible. I'm, I'm literally sitting here just uncomfortable to make a trade at this point. Like, that's oh how bad this trade God. hit me to the point where I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable pressing the buy button. <laughs> Did you see Antoine's comment? Art like this makes you want to quit making art. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so, I'm so dumb buying these. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. That's the worst part is like, I'm looking at this praying that they go up like 40% so I can just get some of the money back. <laughs> this is the best. We got to see more of this, dude. This is a great segment. I don't know what else you wanted to discuss here, Clemente. Uh, yeah, no, like, we can talk about good, the terrible things I, I, I bought. This is a sure. good, good thing to, to end on. Stop scrolling so quickly. We got to see each of these in their full glory, dude. Can you like, can you just click on one and then hit right? Like, Wait, the, go, no, no, no. Go to the one of ones. So filter by trait one. Um, the one of ones are so good. Go now. Go, yeah, trade count one or none is fine too. Yeah, these are the one of ones. So we have Frank, we have a cool cat, we have Gary Gensler, an Azuki. Yeah, it's uh, not but you actually, yeah, you, yeah, you actually have to go into the traits because the names are so. Oh, look at click on the Moonbird one that's listed for fourteen soul. The trait for this is like one of my favorites. Extra special. Click, 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 click on the. Uh, can you expand the art? <laughs> it just says mythics across the chest <laughs> dude in a font it looks like your bird it does look like my bird actually it looks like the original one that i had that i sold the the one that i had on the show that went from uh that i sold for a, a twenty thousand dollar gain or whatever it was which was a banger um and then I gave it back to the market by buying the, uh, the, the some of the, this was the one that I had. Um, exactly the same. It's, it's very similar. This one is, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, well, so is there no uh, liquidity on this right now, Easy? I could sell all of them, I think, for like one soul a piece after buying them for an average of three soul a piece. Okay. So no, you, that's not, that's not okay. That's terrible. <laughs> That's a huge fucking loss. Like, I'm tax loss harvesting on January 9th. Like, dude, this is miserable. I literally am uncomfortable to trade right now until I can get past this. Look at that I feel chart. like, look at, dude, <laughs> look at the fucking chart. Like, this thing is just straight fucking down, the whole goddamn thing. Like, I'm not having a good time at all. I'm so uncomfortable that I don't even want to sell these. Like, Were I don't you even want to press the, the button. First candle? You literally. No, 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 no. I waited off the first candle, I waited a little bit. But dude, this is the worst part about this whole situation is like, I feel like a baseball player who's just in a slump. Like, I feel like I've just struck out consecutively 65 times. I just, I'm scared to step in the batter's dude, box right you're now. you're trading too much in the, in the, uh, at your I'm in one trade. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. And then the other thing, uh, that, that I saw, it's, uh, there was, there's a book called The Turtle Trader. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. It's, it's essentially about like trend trading. It's way too much of a narrative. I, I'm not completely sold on it yet but I'm, I'm reading the book and uh basically in that book uh, the complete turtle trader by this guy michael covell and uh he tells the story of this guy and then he shows like the returns once he managed to fund and it was like a complete disaster and he went back to managing it himself and i'm like they sort of like just he's like you got some bad days you got some bad days you know that's just part of the process um, and I think he was using leverage as well. He was just killing it. Um, and, uh, it, for him, it was like trading points and he'd go down deep and then like turn it around essentially. Um, but it felt like a, a gambler's, uh, uh, book, but one of the lessons that were in there that I thought was, uh, particularly relevant was he had, um, he had mentioned something you want to buy into strength. And sell into weakness was actually versus sell into strength, buy into weakness was uh, his sort of. Uh, yeah, I tried to buy into weakness and the thing just kept going down. It just got weaker. It just kept getting weaker over and over and over and over. It's and, it, This thing has not shown any strength, not a single lick of strength. Is this thing has literally just, I've watched the muscle deteriorate, Nick. I've watched this thing just crumble. You're not following the rules that I just said, though, which is sell into weakness, not into strength. Yeah, it's about cutting your losses early and letting and adding to your winners is like the whole it's momentum trading. It's exactly what it is. You add yeah. to winners and you sell until and you cut your losses early. Like really, really early. 
which is like when you look at something like a Pepe or even what used car did, that's where a lot of people made a lot of the money was just continuing to buy those initial up candles early on. So why not liquidate these and, and take your 60% loss that, that, cause it's just too painful. You'd rather just lose yeah. it all. I'd yeah. I'm at the point where my brain's like, we're just going to accept that this is a complete loss and uh, we'll probably sell them December 30th. Like that's the point we're at right now. <laughs> Like Dude, we'll just you get take there and sold and uh, and go yield seven uh, percent interest on it, and then also let the money go back up. I sold all my stuff, so the Saga phone. I, this is actually a question with the Saga phone. So Phantom usually lets you export your private key on a uh, on an account, but I can't do that on my Saga phone account. You got the seed phrase when you first signed up the seed vault. Yeah, I have the seed phrase, but they, I can't export the individual account. I just want the one account that's on that phone. Oh, yeah, because it's tied to the seed vault, so you can't. It's a feature, not a bug. Okay, well, that's kind of annoying. Um, regardless, uh, I've just been migrating everything I get there into Solana. I don't care what the thing is. I just move it into Solana, and I just have the wallet, and I'm like, cool. I'm up to eight, $819 on this. It cost me $600. i am in, I'm in the green. So I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that that keeps going up. And it gives me the opportunity to use an Android phone, which I literally cannot figure out for the life of me how to, how to use I downloaded it. a Pokemon emulator on it, and that's basically it all I It deserves to be in my hands. <laughs> this is what it looks like. Uh, signal yeah, I am bitter. I'm bitter because you're all going to make more than 5K this year. I'm 100%. like 100% on that. Mad Lads just sent an eye emoji back to Saga that They're going to retire you or you, yeah. you guys by the end of this year. Dude, I can't even liquidate these copiums. There's four offers at one soul. There's <laughs> not even 30 offers on the whole collection. It's a ridiculous situation, you know? It's a ridiculous, ridiculous situation. And I do believe uh, a commenter agreed that you deserve it, Signal. Clemente, can we end this show, dude? I feel like the, it's good, but you know, I feel like the, I want to give the people their time. Uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I got a song for you, Clemente. Whatever. You want to play it or should I? Uh, we're going to wrap up the show, but thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, 2.10 to 10.15 a.m.